Well, our moms think we're funny. It's something I hate. We're an hour in, by the way. (laughs) Something another thing I hate is in TV shows when you have regular, ordinary people living in New York, in Manhattan, with these huge ass million dollar apartments, gigantic, and they work in like a fucking like diner. Yeah, yeah. What? Have you actually seen a New York apartment for someone that lives like that? It's one room and a bathroom. Yep. And yep. that's it. I mean, it's, I mean, like, jail cells are bigger than that. Why do you think so many people, people commit crimes? Like, <laughs> I want an apartment that's bigger than the one I actually pay for. So I'm going to go to jail. Like, I mean. Yeah, yeah. That, that is so damn stupid to me. I can't stand that. Yeah, yeah. Like, people just having, like, minimum wage jobs, which I know minimum wage got you a hell of a lot further back in the 90s, but. But even still, I mean, it's just even like then, yeah. a, a New York, a New York apartment that would probably still cost you like $1,500 is not very, it's a Murphy bed right. and like a stove and a small ass like 1950s refrigerator. It's like that little closet in the Blues Brothers movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm just <laughs> come, like, come my, on guy, that's my bed. And it's not one like, like you see in like friends and shit like that. It's not like that at all. Like that, that kills me when they show these people who are like, Oh yeah, I just work a regular job at a newsstand. I got this big ass apartment, and then of course it's conveniently it's rent controlled. Like really, <laughs> yeah. really? Like this New York motherfucker would kill you <laughs> to, to get you out so we can raise the rent on that. Yeah, like, yeah. don't give me that. It's rent controlled shit, man. <laughs> like I that that bugs the hell out of me, man. Um, oh, I'll tell you one that that gets me is when they throw a punch and just slam somebody, but then they don't act like their hand hurts. Yeah. Because that shit hurts. <laughs> uh, and, like, it doesn't take any extra thing. It doesn't take away your screen time. All you gotta do is just show the guy, like, shake his hand, because holy shit, that hurts. Yeah. Like, you don't you don't have to call a lot of attention to it, or have the guy, like, do the Peter Griffin, just ah! Ah! <laughs> I, I, Jackie Chan is good for that. Yeah, Jackie Chan's great for that. He does it in the, uh, in the animated series intro. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. He's like, it's pu- Jackie Chan that comes back to the live action. He's yeah, like, <sighs> like cartoon Jackie punches Toru and then it like cuts to live action Jackie and he's shaking his hand out. It's great. I've always loved that. Um, I mean, this is, I mean, I get why they do it and I don't really want to call it out. It's a bad thing. Like I hate it, but I get it, which is when they put somebody in a sleeper hold and they fall asleep. And as soon as they let go, like, the person doesn't wake up. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, like, you cut off their blood supply so they pass out. But as soon as the blood starts going again, they're going to wake back up. Yep. It's yep. not like, like, it's not like he, like, like, he fed him, like, he, like, sleeping pills. And they're like, oh, <laughs> he's going to sleep well. Good night. <laughs> like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard that, like, if you really put them out, that it can last up to three minutes. But, like, that that usually involves the person having some health issues. And, again, I understand why they do this, right? I, I, I completely get it. But I hate it when a guy gets kicked in the nuts and he grabs his nuts. Because that's not where it hurts. No, it's... It hurts in your lower abdomen. Like, yeah, when you get yeah. kicked in the nuts, like, all of a sudden, your lower abdomen is, like, it just, like, clenches up. And that's where it hurts. Your nuts don't feel shit. <laughs> but your lower abdomen is like, oh, my God. Like, like I'm trying to pass a fucking football. Like, yeah, yeah. that's where it hurts. But they always grab their nuts and roll them around the ground. Oh, my nuts. Like, like, dude, that's not where it hurts. That's that's you know? why uh, that's why so many people throw up when they get kicked in the nuts. 
Yeah, because like, it just like immediately goes in there. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Yeah, like like like, and I hate that because that's such a, that's such a like you don't know how nuts work kind of thing. Like, right, like, <laughs> right. Um. So, a uh, spoiler warning for Prisoners of the Ghost Land for those who haven't seen it. You can skip ahead a little bit, but <laughs> there's in the in the final fight scene, uh, Nick Cage gets kicked in his one remaining testicle. Because <laughs> like, I explained the circumstance of him losing the right. first one, so like it's it's this really well choreographed fight. He's fighting the the mayor's bodyguard, and so like they they both just like simultaneously kick each other in the groin, and so like Nick Cage just kind of staggers back and he stands there and he just goes, "Fuck!" <laughs> the camera cuts <laughs> off. <laughs> so good. There was a uh, there was an image crossover. Um, I forget what it was, um, but it was written by. The main story is written by um, by Alan Moore. Okay, was, uh, either Alan Moore and Warren Ellis, or just like Alan Moore. But anyway, there's a guy named Damocles that was showing up, and he had a a uh, his kind of like first lieutenant was called the Sword, so it was the Sword of Damocles, right? Yeah, yeah which yeah. is kind of kind of cool. That's pretty nice, yeah. Um, and he was fighting his basically his counterpart from that world. And the guy, like in the fight, he got kicked in. The nu- he kicked the guy in the nuts, and the guy like fell over. And the sword is like. It's like, really? You still have your testicles? That was the first thing I had removed. It was like, it's like, it like, I'm a warrior. I'm not going to have any kind of weakness there. So, like, yeah, my testicles are gone. Because my job is, like, fight. It was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's interesting. Like, it makes I mean, a lot of sense. I mean, it would have been a lot less, like, life-alteringly agonizing to, you know, just put on a cuff. But, but yeah, I was, I was like, he was like, yeah, it's like, shit. And, like, this is my job here is to, like, do this thing here. So, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I hate the. I also hate when people like earn fights or whatever, and there's no bruises. Yeah, yeah, you know, or or after they get hurt or whatever, like they're not stiff, they immediately can just go right back into like doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, that that that. I mean, again, it's just all about making them fallible and making them seem more human and realistic. Yeah, so I can, yeah. So so I can relate to them. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, that's. And I'm gonna bring this up just because I'm I'm not gonna give preferential treatment to Marvel movies and stuff like that just because I'm a big comic book nerd. <laughs> Excuse me, but Iron Man's armor has absolutely no padding in it. It's <laughs> just armor and man. Yeah, yeah. So when he gets knocked out of the sky, like that shit hurts. It, yeah, it absolutely should. Like I mean, he's got nothing in there to secure him. No kind of cushion. It's him in like a light, a very thin plating of like titanium. Like yeah, that's yeah. it. So like, yeah, like yeah, I would th- I would think that they should have addressed that between the first and the second movie. Like in the second movie, he talks about you know I'm, I'm padding this thing up because good lord. But he can't because of the way it all comes up and you know that's true. Yeah, connect, it's all like, it's yeah. all segmented. So yeah. Um, now I do I do like um, that's a trope I like when superheroes address like issues with their costumes because I know in like, uh, um, Dark Knight. Uh, oh yeah, he tells Morgan Freeman, he's like, I want to be able to move my head, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to be able to turn my neck, and like I was, I was so glad that they addressed that, because yeah, like, that's well, always been an issue I've had with Batman's costume. I love the, the first Batman movie with Michael Keaton when he has to look up and he arches his back way back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so it, it's such a dorky costume choice. Like it looks so good on paper. Like when you're drawing Batman, it's so iconic. It looks awesome, but when they try to translate it. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't translate. I tell you, I mean, this is one of the things that it's, it's really cool. Like in a cinematic thing, it's really cool. It's one of the scenes I really love. 
but really it's the stupidest ass thing in <laughs> Batman when the Batmobile's coming in and he gets in front of it and he's got the little thing and he's like, stop. And it, yeah. like, do you really want to take that chance? <laughs> like, yeah, like, ho- hope, hope you're not like horse that day. <laughs> like, like he's like, stop, stop, shit. Fucking new batteries. <laughs> he's like, like, oh no, I don't have a Wi-Fi signal here. Oh shit, oh no. <laughs> I mean, but one thing I, I always talk about, because I think it's a funny scene, and, and I always bring it up in just some kind of context, is when, like, they're going up the, uh, on his little, like, uh, his little, like, um, bat, uh, uh, like, the, shit, the foot repelling device, right? Yeah, the bat grappling hook or Thank whatever. You. And, and all of a sudden it gets stuck. She, he's like, you know, how much do you weigh? She's like, uh, uh, uh well, before that, he's like, how much do you weigh? She's like, about 108. And then he, they go up there and they get stuck. And then when they land, he's like, you weigh a little bit more than 108. And she's like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, I, I really like stuff where, like, the guy's, like, super professional about stuff like that. Like, uh, Transporter's really good about that. Oh, yeah. Where he's just, like, super precise about the numbers. I, I actually like that trope a lot. I love that. He's, he's like... You said three guys. <laughs> like, like, I only have gas for this many people, and I, I made the car set up for this many people here. So That's so good. God, I love that opening scene. Um, but yeah, speaking of asking women how much they weigh, um, in Liar Liar, he uh, asks Jennifer Tilly's character how much she weighs. And I can't remember what she says. It's like 110 or 115 or something. He goes, in yeah. your bra. <laughs> oh Such God. a Jim Carrey response. Jennifer Tilly is so hot. She is stupid hot. Like, God. my God, her voice is incredible. Oh, it is. It's so it's so baby doll sweet. Gen- Gina Gershon. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. You okay. brought it back around because you mentioned Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon are in Bound, the Wachowski movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> they can do the masterpiece. I can't tell if this guy's wearing a wig or not. He's got this Keanu Reeves haircut, but I swear it must be a wig. It's an Emo Phipps ass haircut. Oh, Emo just, Phipps? Yeah. Holy shit. It's just bad. He went straight to like the 80s for that one, man. Holy jeez. <laughs> it's a pretty terrible haircut. <laughs> oh, like, I like how Hitler got a job as a plumber. Like, Peter in life. <laughs> just, he looks like the love child of Adolf Hitler and John Cleese. <laughs> Mein Toilet ist klagt, ey. This truly is mein Kampf. I used to have people for this. <laughs> oh, God, we gotta, we gotta do a film project of Plumber Hitler. <laughs> He's just like, I would like to genocide everybody who designs these toilets. <laughs> And he sees, he looks at the toilet, and he always sees just, just J-E-W. It says, it says, it says Jewel, but all he sees the first part of it. It's like, the Jewels! <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, that, and that's it, when like, in the end, you know, like D-Day, like the bombs are coming down, he's in his bunker, and he's like, this is all your fault! And the lid falls down, he sees the full thing, says Jewel, and he's like, Oh, I've wasted my life. <laughs> just like, just stares at it for a couple of beats and then just like slowly puts the pistol up to his head. Hey, <laughs> my fucked up. <laughs> we should have gone with the pasta maker idea. <laughs> 
I shouldn't have stuck for the drawing. I can't, I can't tell. Was that bad or was that good? It <laughs> was really good. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> God, I, I, I could just let Jennifer Tilly read a New York phone book to me. And oh, it would be goodness. the hottest thing ever. Oh, I mean, that's. I know you don't like dolls. But her, her little, like, <laughs> Tiffany Chucky thing, you can't tell me she's not cute with the little mole and stuff like that. And she's adorable, but she also doesn't have the Uncanny Valley thing going on. Yeah. Chick who plays Britta kind of does in Community. <laughs> <laughs> really? Britta? <laughs> I think Britta's a very attractive woman. I think she's super cute. I think she's super cute, and especially when she gets, like, that really big smile going on. Oh, yeah. But she wears so much makeup, and it's, like, to the point where even Pierce makes fun of it in the show. <laughs> She wears so much makeup that it makes her skin look a little bit plasticky. And every once in a while, it's just like, that's a little too much. Whenever I think of her, for some reason, the only thing I can think of is that is my one favorite episode. Well, one of my favorite episodes. And she's like, monkey, monkey, me a hungry. Put the pizza in me, Tommy. I don't know why that episode is always so funny to me. It's just, and it's just the thing is like, Jeff, you realize you're creating six alternate times. <laughs> of course I am, on that. <laughs> it's so good. That's an amazing episode. <laughs> oh, shit. But anyway, so, like, yeah, they, I, you know, the, um, South Park guys, I think I talked about this once before, the South Park guys did a, um, a TV series called That's My Bush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they basically had a playbook of, like, this is how you write a TV sitcom, is like, this is the episode where they get trapped in an elevator. This is the episode where they do this. Yeah, this is the yeah. episode where they do that. And they just basically just wrote the entire thing based off of all these, like, this is the episode where this happens. And it's right, like, right. and to think that there's even, like, a book like that, like, <laughs> you know, or it's, or it's not even, like, they say a book, but, like, a, a guideline for, like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. we're running out of plots. Well, this is the episode where they decide they're going to open up a business together. Right, or, right. Like, when they get stuck in it, like, they go camping. Like, there's always the they go camping episode. Yeah, the camping right? episode, the beach episode. Right. I mean, just, just, jeez, whiz. Uh, you know, I, it's, and the thing is, depending on, like, especially with TV shows, depending on the TV show, like, if it's a, a TV show with, like, an all-black cast, like, then you're gonna have, like, like, something, something happens, there's always gonna be, like, a very special episode where someone says something racist. I'd like <laughs> to see, like, a, like, a, like a Friends-type episode where one of them is, like, like, Oh my god! I accidentally said something racist. I didn't mean to, but I'm just <laughs> ignorant because I don't have any black friends. Like, so I said something really stupid. You know, <laughs> like well, that would have to be something like where they're singing along with a rap or something. Yeah. So it's it's not even like it's not even like an unintentional thing where they're like, well, what you said was racist, and you just didn't really think about it. It's just like they're they're just caught up in the moment. And happen to drop a word, <laughs> or, or, or they're, they're like, you know, like they're sitting there, they're like, well, like, like. Well, maybe not every like like plantation plantation owner was mean to his slaves. Like, <laughs> like it's like, well, yeah, theoretically, yes, probably not all of them were like that. But the fact that you went to a market and bought them, right? <laughs> and even still, you didn't buy all of them. You bought the ones that you thought were like, well, that guy's way too skinny, right? <laughs> so I'm not gonna buy him. <laughs> the key and peel sketch. <laughs> How's he gonna pick a cotton plant? <laughs> cotton plants this tall. <laughs> So I'm gonna say like so yeah maybe not maybe not all of them were like that but but yeah but where they say something like something like that and then it's like like really dude and then you're like oh like I said the wrong thing but like I didn't know it was the wrong thing you know it's like I was just being myself 
You know, just, you know. <laughs> so I'm just saying like, but every, every like show has that one where they like, they do this thing or they do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, and it's different if it's like a, like an all black cast or an all white cast from like that. Right. It's like, right. Mm. Like, uh, have you, have you seen the episode of Always Sunny? The game turns black. I don't think so. They're, uh, it, it's inspired by the Wiz. I don't think I've seen that one. It's pretty incredible. I don't want to spoil it. But <laughs> Whenever I go to show somebody, like, it's always sunny, I always pick two episodes. Uh-huh. And you know which ones they are. Uh, remind me. So. Because I've got the ones that I would always show people. Okay, well, you, you tell me what's the ones that you always show people. If you're going to introduce um, someone to it for the first time. Well, the game gets analyzed for starters. Okay. And that's, that's one, the one where they're, like, they one by one go with the, uh, the therapist. Yeah, that's the one where Charlie's like all, like, right? That, that's the one where you find out Charlie really resents the way they treat him like shit. Okay. So, like, that's pretty good. Um, the dentist system, of course. Okay. Uh, and Charlie work, because that's just a triumph. Of him, just all by himself? Uh, well, it's the one that was shot in all one take. That's what I meant. Sorry. So, like, everybody's in there, but yeah. And that was the second the second take they did. They said they filmed five takes and they used the second one. Mm. Which is like ridiculously impressive. So my two favorite episodes are the ones that I use to introduce people to the show is um, D dates a retard. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> because the whole time you think it's except for in the end when he's like he's not retarded, he's just stupid. <laughs> D dates a retard. And, oh, lethal, that's a good one. and Lethal Weapon 5. Yeah, you know, they, Hulu doesn't have Lethal Weapon 5. Like, they, like, like, that's the shit. And, and, and the thing is, if you don't find either one of them funny, you're not gonna like the series at all. There's yeah, nothing I yeah. show you in the series that's, that you're gonna like. Well, I mean, Lethal Weapon 5 is, like, so far across the line, which is why, like, even Hulu doesn't have it on there. But that, that was a brilliant episode. I loved that episode. I like how right in the middle of it, they just change characters. Just change roles, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When you're in the shower and, like, all his makeup is running off. God, the sweet D-Date's a retard one, especially where he's, like, got the mouthful of popcorn. He's laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And when when she and Dennis are like, it's like, it's like, like, two points. He's like, wait, you can't count that. And and they're just making up points. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And the the highlight of that episode for me is when Dennis is, like, telling D, he's like, no, no, he's, he's not really retarded. We just said that to mess with you. No, he's he's not retarded. You can date him. And then she leaves, and Mac and Charlie are like, or, yeah, Mac, Mac and Charlie are like, I thought for sure he was retarded. Oh, he is. <laughs> he is. <laughs> and the one where, the, I mean, my set, my next one will be, like, the either the board game, the first board game one. Oh, uh, Charlie McDennis, yeah. 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 Or... The one where D is the is the comedian. Oh God, yeah, the gang breaks, sweet D. Oh God, that, um, that one is so. Oh, you know, up. another one that's really top for me is uh, Mac and Dennis move to the suburbs. Oh God, that's really good. And, and like, what I love about that, I mean, everything about it's brilliant. Like him, uh, Dennis yelling at people during his commute is just beautiful. Just you pig, you fat pig, <laughs> children walk on this road. But the whole thing at the very end where the entire episode Mac is hearing the smoke detector beeping because the battery's low. And every time Dennis is like, I don't hear anything. I don't don't know what your problem is. And at the very end of it, when they're having their breakdown, he's like, of course I've heard it this whole time. He's like, you've heard it the whole time. Why didn't you tell me? He's like, because I hate you. It's so raw and so real. Oh, and of course, of course. Dayman, Nightman. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the episode that's actually the musical? 
Uh, well, when they first get in the band together. Oh, when they're doing the band. Yeah, that, that's also D-Date's a retard. Is that, oh, is that all season? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and she tries writing the song. <laughs> you come into my room, you take me, you force me. I hate you, I hate you, Nightman. <laughs> oh, shit, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, the episode where they do the Nightman Cometh as a musical is also brilliant. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, and then when they're trying to break the uh, the drinking record on the plane. Oh, God, yeah, the, the Boz episode. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, like, but, but like, the, my, my initial two, like, if you don't find either one of those, uh, like, funny, like, yeah, you're not yeah. going to enjoy the show at all. Yeah, yeah, there, there's no hope for you. God, yeah, D-Date's a retard. That's just amazing. <laughs> I like that top. That, yeah, that's that, nice. is, that that's is classy. I've seen Delia Shepard in a bunch of movies and stuff like that, and she's always had that kind of like classy, sexy look. But she looks really good in this. Yeah, yeah, she does. I mean, you know, we we give Jer- Jim Wernoski a lot of shit because he cranks out so many movies. But for the amount of movies he cranks out, he actually is not a bad director. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he's he's. I'm not gonna. I mean, if given time and stuff like that, he could probably do a really good movie. But I mean. Not, not not to not to sound demeaning, but like, why do one really good movie a year when I could do like three, yeah, decent movies a year? <laughs> like, like I mean, that's the thing. Like with us, like part of our like, our creativity is stifled because we just don't have the capability of being able to do as much as we want to. Yeah. So yeah. if someone said, "Hey, you can do this," you can't put your all into it, but you can put your most into it. Yeah. But yeah. like. And you can, it's like, as long as it's like, like, here you go. Like, you can put your most into like five projects a year. You can put your all into two. But like, yeah, I'll put my most into five projects a year. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow, she looks great. He looks like a fucking schlub. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that, that outfit does look spectacular. Like, like, what the hell, Burnt Sienna Man? Like, what the- <laughs> Yeah, he, his jacket is very ill-fitting. Her her outfit just looks spectacular. But like he's got like the like the the, the pants and the shirt that matches and everything else is like ugh. And this caricature of like a detective like it's <laughs> so bad. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, oh yeah, that that's another trope I fucking hate is um the the misunderstanding, but they don't give the person the chance to like explain themselves. Oh yeah, like. Sure, like, a misunderstanding, sure, I, I get it, whatever, but, like, and this is super common with, like, romance movies, but then it's, like, they see the thing, they draw the wrong conclusion, and the guy's like, wait, I can explain, and then they just walk out. It's like, he literally tried to explain. Yeah. You bitch. You dumb bitch. <laughs> it's one thing if you're looking at the My Cousin Vinny thing, where he's like, and then he shot the clerk. I shot the clerk? I shot the clerk? You right. know, and then it's like, he confessed, he said, I shot the clerk, and they're like, well, I mean, they were clearly trying to railroad him, so like, yeah. Yeah, that, like, that, that, that was funny, that was, that was played for laughs. But. Right, right, but when someone sees, like, the wrong thing, like, I saw you kiss her, it's like, well, she's my cousin, or whatever, she kissed me, <laughs> like, what kind of cousins have you got, Turk? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're cousins, you know, I mean, cousins are fucked up anyway, that's, <laughs> okay, I gotta, I just gotta talk about this, like, it's, I think it's kind of funny, where, like, if you are, like, the brother or sister or niece or nephew, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, everything's cool. But when you get into the cousin realm, like, you're fucked up. But on their side of it, right? It's like, <laughs> you're the fucked up person. 
Well, yeah, cousins are notoriously like, like, just like weird ass shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, here, I'm a cousin. Um, I tell you, I had a, uh, she's, she's dead now. Um, and I'm not going to talk shit about her. Um, uh, because, uh, just because I'm just not going to, like, it's not, it's unnecessary, but I had a, uh, a cousin that for the longest time growing up, because she was so much older than me, I thought it was my aunt. Mm-hmm. So when she would tell me, you know, do shit, I'm like, oh, it was my aunt telling me to do shit. And then I found she was my cousin. And I was like, wait, you just a cousin? Fuck you. I'm not doing what you tell me to do. <laughs> like that suddenly like, it became like Zach De La Rocha. I'm like, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Like, you're not an aunt. You're a cousin. <laughs> Like you have no, like you have no more like like power than I do, right? <laughs> Damn cousin. <laughs> oh, oh man. But yeah, they, that that whole thing, like the whole misunderstanding thing, yeah, where like yeah. they just see something that is immediately run off. It's like I saw you doing this. Like what you saw isn't what happened. Is. <laughs> but it also goes the other way it's when like, like kissing a man. It's like that was my camp counselor. <laughs> Uh, like sometimes it's done. It's, it can be done well for laughs and stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah. But when it, when it's in a like kind of a serious thing where you've got like the police is like we saw you doing this is like yeah. Exp- what I really, really kills me is like when the the people are are like a like the one person the other person like right there but they only see just this person right here like you don't right. see this person running off like they literally <laughs> ran like right past you yeah yeah and like we didn't see them yeah. <laughs> It's like uh in like the Dark Knight um when Bane and them attack like Wall Street and then they go like like speeding off and the and the Batman shows up and the police are like oh hey who are these guys that just fucking came out of like the the stock exchange they went speeding off down the road there's Batman so let's chase Batman right. we're just gonna forget about these guys down here <laughs> you know not to mention the fact that they called it you know like oh hey there are four guys in here attacking the stock exchange and I was like but well, Batman kind of looks like four guys with the cape right like what <laughs> you literally let these people get away like uh that that movie is full of like fucking tropes. It's just trope city. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean that's a really bad movie. Like time time elapsing, but nothing seems to have changed anywhere at all. You know, <laughs> like you know, like people don't grow any facial hair, like none of that yeah, stuff. Like yeah. the whole thing is just, just so damn dumb. It's like they, they break the Chekhov's gun rule. I don't know if that's a trope, but it's like it's really a broken rule. Because they show him getting the leg brace. Yeah. They may, they dedicate an entire scene to like here, get this leg brace so your leg ain't all fucked up. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to use this to kick some shit. And he, like, kicks some shit, and then it never comes up again. Yeah, then all of a sudden my leg's fine. Thank you for the brace, Doc. Yeah. And it's like, well, then you... There was no point in ever showing it. Yeah. Like, if there had been, like, some moment where he, like, kicked Bane's face mask off or something, then, yeah, hey, that would have been cool. But no. And they they just wasted my fucking time. Just, like, the whole thing of, like, Catwoman breaking in there so she could steal the pearls. Like... What was so special about those pearls? Those were his mother's pearls. But actually, wait, no, they weren't, because his mother's pearls got burned up in the first house fire, so he just had them recreated just so he could hold them in there, because he's a fucking man-child, right? And then she broke in there to steal them because they had what kind of, like, value? Like, none! Like, that whole thing is just so damn stupid. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I mean, that's, that's so, like, when you have people do shit just for the sake of doing it, that has no bearing on anything. Like, yeah. I hate that trope. Like, wait, why did you do this? Like, why did this, this whole setup is like, oh, just to maneuver this person into this position right here. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah. it served no purpose at all. But we weren't trying to get them there. It's like, it's like to drive the characters to this point right here. But 
none of that meant any. It was all inconsequential. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like that's so damn dumb. It's just sloppy writing. It is. It's like, horrible writing. Like, I mean, even even ignoring the tropes of that movie, it's just just badly written. And I hate it because I really really like the Nightfall story arc. I really, really like it. It's the, the comics are so good. I mean, if they'd done it like, I mean, if they'd done the, that movie like that, this the whole, the whole thing was just. I, I mean, I could rant about that movie like all day long. Yeah. I mean, even, yeah. even the part where like the cops were like all lined up, who are who are malnourished, have been like underground for like thirty days. Their their uniform should be like dirty and torn and shit like that. Yeah. They yep. should have beards. They should be like tired as hell because they, you know, they should have like, eaten a few of them. Right, so, but then they all, they all line up in the street, and they're like, yeah, we got sticks and stuff, we got guns. <laughs> and instead of them, like, just shooting them down, they end up clashing, like, how does that work? Yeah. That doesn't yeah. work at all. Like, none of that, like, like, this is so, like, I mean, that whole thing, like, standoffs, I think, are, are, I, I can't stand, like, a, an unnecessary standoff. It's one thing if you can, um... if you, like, if you've got the bad guy who's been, like, for example, Tombstone is a great is a great like interpretation of a standoff. That's a beautiful standoff. Where it's like is like okay, like like come on Wyatt, it's like wait, you're not Wyatt. And it's like, "Oh, you're expecting that? Sorry, you don't get that." Right? right? And it's right. like like I I love that because like the whole, like it's just, it's it's building up to that thing where it's like where the two guys are going to finally duke it out. It's like that's so unnecessary. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like that's so unnecessary. God, Tombstone's an amazing movie. Yeah. No, I think the only way to properly handle the whole Batman meets Bane story and to handle the mm-hmm. Nightfall type thing is if you'd dedicated the first two movies to setting things up. Because, like, every character that's integral to that comic run, nowhere to be seen in the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, like, you need Nightwing, as well as Robin. Mm-hmm. You need Anarchy. You need Azario. Um... You, you need, like, the whole story arc where Batman gets sick and they break all the bad guys out of Arkham and all that. So you really need to establish, like, all of these villains. There's no way you can do Batman Begins and then do a sequel where it's like, well, we're going to introduce the Joker and then bring in Bane. Like, it was built off of so much history from the comics. That would be like if you if you did a Batman movie with Batman and Robin, and then the next movie you have the Joker kill Batman. It's like, I mean, kill Robin. It's like, well... Like, 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 if you introduce Robin in one movie, and then in the the, the start of the next movie, like the Joker kills him, like, yeah, no, because you have to understand, like, how did Robin get killed by the Joker? Well, Jason Todd didn't listen to Batman. That was a whole thing. That's what led yeah. him to that. Like, yeah, they, it's 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 just like my one of my favorite episodes of the Batman animated series, right? Which is the one with Clayface and a little girl. Yeah, yep. God, I love, I love that episode. Oh my Beautiful. god! But the thing is, Batman's like, he's like, stop. Just, you know, like, you're, you're, you're not doing this properly. Follow the evidence. So we're going to do this thing. We're going to, we're going to track this guy down. Like, we don't have time for that. He's like, yes, we do, Robin. And Batman figures shit out long before Robin does. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's like, and that's thing, like, Jason Todd did not follow the, the process. Yeah. He, yeah. he didn't follow Batman. And because of that, when she, they, it was, he was so easily lured away. And then next thing you know, he was like, oh, hey, like, my name's Mr. Crowbar, and he was my friend who was also a crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's stupid. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just saying, like, 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 that's the thing, like, that's, that's why it happened. It wasn't just because, like, the Joker, like, I was like, no, because he didn't, like, he didn't follow the rules, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. 
And and that's that is integral to the Nightfall thing because when he's rounding up the bad guys and getting them back into Arkham, he he um Scarecrow Scarecrow and Joker buddy up, and so Scarecrow blasts him with the gas while he's going through uh going through the tunnels, and the thing he fears most is having to relive. Robin dying at the hands of the Joker. So he just starts beating the shit out of the Scarecrow. <laughs> and he just starts screaming, this is for Robin. And so just beats him to within an inch of his life. And Joker shows up later. He's like, dude, what happened? He's like, he got the gas. <laughs> it made him mad. You know, uh, he, me all, he just kept saying Roombas. They're like little Alfreds. <laughs> so yeah, so like, yeah, you you have to have the death in the family thing. You, you can't You can't properly tell Nightfall without that. But, like, so much of Nightfall, like, Bane, Bane breaks Batman pretty early on in the story. A huge portion of this is Batman trying to recover. And also trying to find his mojo back. Yeah. Because it's not like in the movie where he just, like, does some pull-ups, climbs his way out, and is like, my back is better! Huzzah! No, it's like... Oh, shit. I, sorry. The Motel Grasso was Ava Fabian, but if not, it was Roberta Vasquez yeah. from... Andy Sedaris movies. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. She looks so much shorter compared to that guy. Yeah, she uh, did. Sorry. Um, yeah, you are saying... But yeah, no, like... I mean, there, there's so many issues where he's, like, wheelchair-bound, and he's, like, just trying to, to, like, function in a wheelchair, and, like, trying to deal with, like... He doesn't he doesn't want Gotham to know that Batman is out of commission. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's why Azariel comes in. So, like, that's all... Right. all uh, that's right, that's oh. right. It's been so long since I've... No problem. Since I've read it. Um... But yeah, so, um, like, you, you deal with that, but even when he's finally physically healed, he's like, I have to train. Mm-hmm. I have to get back to where I can actually be Batman. And there's a lot of stuff that he's, like, mentally struggling with throughout that. So, like, it takes a long time. It's a very, very long story arc. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, and, and in that time, it's like, you have Azrael and the new bat suit and shit like that just going off the rails. Yeah, and- yeah, and it's great. I love it. And then Batman's gonna be like, he can't just step back into Batman's like, I've got to take this back from him. Yeah, yeah. It's a a whole trial by fire thing. It's like, not only that, like, I'm back, but I've got to, like, I've got to prove to you and everyone else and myself that I'm back. Yeah, yeah. And even, like, the initial confrontation, like, Batman shows up and he's like, you, what have you been doing? He's like, I've been been cleaning shit up because you won't do it. Like, you're too much of a pussy to kill the Joker, I'll do it. (laughs) You know, this this problem that you haven't been able to solve for years, I can do it. I can solve it in three minutes. Yeah. So, like, Azrael addresses all the shit that we've always criticized Batman for. But, you know, and I was gonna, so another another trope that I don't I, I don't really care for is um, wow, Becky LeBeau sang two wrote and sang two songs in this movie. No, huh. sorry, three songs in this movie. Holy shit! Including wow. the title song. Um, is the the whole um you were just talking about like the like uh like I'm I'm doing this like I'm doing what you what you never could do or whatever that kind yeah, of thing yeah. like and then the hero's gotta like gotta fight his way back <laughs> but it's it's always this it's whole it's it's never done in a in a way that makes sense as far as like I'm fighting my way back to like in this case with Batman like this guy had not only taken over but he was like I'm doing a better job than you like like you were you did a job, but you didn't do the real job. Right. So, right. like, I'm taking over the city now. Like, it's my city to protect. I'm not going to let you come back. You're going to go back to doing you're doing it your way, which wasn't working. Right. And right. and Batman's like, it was working, you know, in the way that 
best suits the people. Yeah, Your yeah. way is not it. Because and, now everybody's terrified. Right. <laughs> and and the name Batman doesn't mean, like, you know, that doesn't mean security or doesn't make me feel safe anymore. It scares me more than the actual criminals that are out there. Right, right. You know, and it's like, so now, not only do I have to, like, stop you and take back my name, but I've got to redeem my name and what it means. And they kind of started setting that up of sorts with the, um, with the end of, uh, the Dark Knight, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, because I kept saying Dark Knight, but I meant Dark Knight Rises. But yeah, you know, yeah. the Dark Knight, when you know, they'll do the whole thing of like, you know, because he's the only one that can and, and all that kind of stuff, and he's got to like redeem his name back. But then what does he do? He just disappears. Yep. Like, yep. I'm, I'm not going to fight anymore. Like, I give up, you know. I mean, and he doesn't even try to like get his name back or anything else. It's like, like, come on. Like, that's, that's the whole thing is like, you've got to earn that shit. Like, just like you earned it in the beginning, you've got to earn it again. But you never see that. It's always like, like, like I've, all I have to do is just climb back to the top of the ladder, beat you, and then ta-da, I'm here yeah, again. Yeah. And everyone's like, yay, it's him again. Woohoo, we're all so happy. Like, that, that's the thing. Like, they just, they condensed it so much that like, you, you've somehow taken a broken back, borderline para- uh, paralysis, a completely broken man, and, like, everything that he's worked for and tried to build up over years, at risk of completely falling apart, and you've decided, well, yeah, well, we can skim all that. Yeah. He breaks his back, a month later, he's better. Yeah. He's good. He's good. It's like, well, that that just completely destroyed all the impact of everything. Yeah. Not so, to, yeah. Not I, to mention the fact that, he, like, he's somewhere in, like, yeah, I know, like, the fucking desert and, like, you know, like, the wherever he was in, like, you know... The, yeah. And then he gets back to Gotham in like two hours. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, the famous desert two hours outside of Gotham. Yeah. That, that, on, that by place. foot. <laughs> uh, now, that, that is a trope I don't care for, though, at the end of Dark Knight Rises, is uh, when the hero, who's like obviously the only man for the job and like succeeds in, in accomplishing things and then retires at the end. Oh, yeah. Like, ah, I'm getting out of the business. Time for someone else to be a hero. I hate that shit. They um, do that at the end of Spy Kids 3, too. <laughs> oh, so I'll tell you one thing I, I hate, and Dark Knight is really good. Dark Knight is just full of, like, fucking tropes that don't make any sense. It's it's a terrible movie. It is. Or Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Or, sorry, Dark, right, Dark, Dark Knight, Knight okay. Rises. Um, is is the, the thing where it's like, oh, this thing is like has been broken this whole time, and, and I never could fix it. And it's like, oh, well, what do you know? He fixed it. When? When? <laughs> yep. When he was broke and nailing by, like Bane's chick? When he was like in the prison cell? When did he have time to fix this? When did he ever show up to fix this? Yeah, yeah. And you're supposed to be so fucking smart. And he, like, when, when did he have time to fix this and be able to do something you couldn't do? Yeah, yeah. You're fucking R&D. Like, like, oh. I mean, you, you took, you took, a guy that was so damn smart and so damn clever that delivers that beautiful line. He's like, well, let me get this straight here. You think that your employer, like the richest man in Gotham, spends his nights running around beating the shit out of criminals, right? <laughs> and you want to blackmail him? Good luck with that. Like, yeah, that's such yeah. a great line. And you just completely turn him into a moron. Oh, I couldn't fix this. It's like, <laughs> well, <don't> we're good. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about electronics. So I spent my years, like, running around street gangs trying to learn how to, like, get out of handcuffs and, <laughs> and how to fight. But 
no, I think I can take my hand at it. Sure, why not? And I'm going to do it in between all this other shit that's going on and getting my back broken and everything else. Isn't, isn't that the point where uh, Batman, like, hacks into everybody's phone? No, that was that was in Dark Knight. That was Dark Knight? Right. Because all, all I remember is, like, kind of thinking that was fucked up. And then Morgan Freeman's character going, this is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, thank you. That is wrong. That... That, that's not that's not very like cash money of you, Batman. And, and the, the, so the end part is cool when he's like, you know, when we're done, you know, just say your name and uh, and he says it, and then the whole system gets wiped out. It's like, oh, okay, cool. You could have fucking told me that though, right? You <laughs> have to be a dick about it. Like, don't forget, like, okay, like I'm talking to Batman right now, right? But I also know you're Bruce Wayne. So don't play the dual identity thing with me, right? It's like, I'm Batman. I'm going to talk like this. I'm like, I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm going to be completely open with you. Like, <laughs> like, like, no, dude. Like, you can, you can talk to me as both Batman and Bruce Wayne. I know who you are. Don't fucking dick me around like that. Uh, I mean, that, it, it, oh God, that movie is, is so, it's so bad. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed the first two. I tried so hard to like the third one, and so far into the movie, and it was so long, I just remember looking at my friends and just being like, guys, is it me, or does this movie just kind of suck? I, I I told you that I went to the marathon. Yeah, yeah. So I watched Batman, then Dark Knight, and at midnight, Dark Knight Rises is 1 o'clock in the morning, like one thirty, and I'm like, I'm like, man, I'd rather be home sleeping. This movie is not good. <laughs> it's terrible. And you know, the other thing is, like, in the end, so in the end of the movie... Right, and we've talked about this before, but in the end of the movie, you've got okay, like I'm gonna give Wayne Manor the rebuilt Wayne Manor to these orphans. Yay, the orphans! They're gonna they run around, but it still has the the grandfather clock, which leads to the Bat Cave. Yeah, that yeah. one of them is gonna find right because uh, like, and by the way, how did I leave that to the orphans? Because like I lost all my shit when somehow like the stock exchange took all my money because that's how shit works. Like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. Like, I don't have any money at all. It's all in stocks. Whenever I want to pay my, like, my electric bill, like, here's, like, like two shares of Wayne Enterprise. Like, you know, that'll take care of my electric bill for, like, the next two months. Like, that's not how that shit works. But, um, but then he, like, is like, oh, hey, officer, whatever it is that used to be an orphan too, right? Here you go. Here's the, here's the keys to the bat cave. Great. I got, like, all this equipment that I can't use. I got a fucking suit that doesn't fit me. I don't have the money to make any of this stuff work. And yep. oh, by the way, above my head, I got a bunch of fucking orphans that won't quiet the fuck down. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you little peerless bastards. <laughs> like, like, come on. That whole thing is stupid. Yeah, it's it was just damn dumb. It's pretty terrible. I'm like, I'm like, this is horrible. But then, but like, that's supposed to be a satisfying ending. That's supposed to be a satisfying ending to everything. Like, okay, here you go. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna placate you and give you these little things. And now, and here's another trope too: is when someone does something like that, where it's like, I was like, uh, my first name is Robin. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Robin's the character's name. Like Dick Grayson's name is not, not Robin Dick Grayson, right? Robin it's, Dick it's, Grayson. It's, it's, it's Dick Grayson. So like the fact his first name is Robin, like mm. that means shit. But like, oh, let's just toss a little like like nerdy bone to the audience or whatever yeah, yeah. to make them get all like wet and like like no, that's just damn dumb. If anything, you made my heart on good way. Like this is stupid. 
Like, I was, like, full-on hard, and then, like, you were like, ah, oh. well, actually, I wasn't, because that movie's shit, yeah. but, I mean... It was... Well, it's just you. You don't have any parents. I guess we'll call you Robin Solo. <laughs> I still like Crow fans thing. When, when the first, like, Batman and Robin movie, when he's like, what's that on your, on your like, on your, on your helmet? And I was like, it's like a Robin, like, my dad was, like, falling from the trapeze, and I grabbed the thing, and I swung in there and grabbed it, and he's like, he's like, man, you were fast like a Robin. <laughs> And then he was like, what's that on your helmet? It's like, is that a piece of shit? He's like, yeah, like my dad was falling. I swung in there and grabbed him. He's like, man, you were slicker than shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I mean, it's just like, those, those kind of things. Like, it's, it's like when we don't know where to go, we just fall back. We just flip through, like a book of tropes. Like, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Like, no, no, no. Yes, I'll do that. You know, it's like, like, no, that's not it. That's not satisfying. I mean, I don't dislike tropes. It's just you got to do them well. Yes. You've got to do them well. And it's just like, we've we've talked about it with, like, music. There's only so many chord progressions that sound good. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to fall back on, like, uh, on, um, like, what what is it? It's like the the emperor's or the, the king's chord progression that, like, Rick Astley uses. Yeah, I mean, like, that that's a really classic chord progression. It's used a lot in anime. If you listen to anime soundtracks, a lot of them use that same chord progression. Um, as, as Never Gonna Give You Up, you can, you can compare it. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, another really popular one is, uh, the four chords of Don't Stop Believin'. Oh, really? Hundreds of songs use Don't Stop Believin'. I know, whenever I listen to Never Gonna Give You Up, all I hear is the Ghostbusters thing. <laughs> Who's not going to give you up? Rick Astley! I can't hear you! Who's never going to let you down? Rick Astley! Yeah, no, those those are two really, really common chord progressions in, in popular music, and they're great. And if you want to use that, that's fine, but you have to be competent enough at music to make it sound good. Right. So, like, you can't, you can't just, like, get out there with a fork and a plate... And, like, screech out those chords because it's going to make me want to shoot you right in the head. Yeah. So, like, it's the same thing with tropes. It's like, I don't have an issue. Like, if, if you want to if you wanna have, like, a, like the brilliant hacker, that's fine. Get me a oh, brilliant God. hacker. Show, show me a brilliant hacker hacking the system quickly. But don't just do... I'm in. Yo, yo, so I was gonna mention that, like, cause, like, all my, uh, all my IT, like, guys, they were, like, talking about this, or, like, cause they hate this, especially in the Arrowverse. Yeah. Well, particularly cause they were talking about that, which is, and this is something that I've watched, and I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, you're right, like, this happens all the time, which is the hacker that only uses the keyboard and no mouse. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it's the keyboard and no mouse, and then that's it. It's like, oh. I mean, they, like they they do everything that way. It's like, yeah, who doesn't use the mouse? Like, it's how, ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's so damn stupid. It's like they've just got like an MS DOS interface, or or the the the, the movies where like shooting the monitor like destroys a computer. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, is this like an old Apple like computer? Like this, <laughs> this doesn't work that way. Yeah, I hate that. But yeah, like you know, I'm, I I like a good hacking scene, but you got to show that the guy is working for it. You can't just go. I'm in. Right. Like, that's so stupid. God, that's stupid. 
or or when when they're like like oh like they 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 put up a like a like an eighth degree firewall it's like that's okay I think I can get through it and everything it's like oh no they blocked me again like there's no one actively on the other side like typing back to put yeah. up stuff like they, they just have like the shit like, already there the camera like pans into the little goblin inside of the computer going <laughs> yeah I'll put up another firewall. <laughs> It's not how that shit works. It drives me crazy. <laughs> Hacker D&D. I cast firewall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's it's crazy. They, they always make it seem like, and maybe it's from just a hacker's perspective. Like, they're, like you see them like doing this, like, like, oh, no, you're thinking to block me, huh? Well, take this. And then you see from everyone else's perspective, he's just like, tap, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, when you show up from him, like, the, the, the dramatic music playing and everything, is like, oh, you think this is going on? Well, I don't think so, son. The other person's looking at me like, what the hell's going on well, here? You know, I, I didn't want to say this before, but Julio is kind of a retard. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Now fucking your mother. What do you think about that? <laughs> it's like, we're in. <laughs> now, like, now that, that is a trope I do like, is like showing things from one person's perspective and they think it looks super cool, but then it shows it from everybody else's perspective and you just look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that can be, that can be really funny. That, that can be so funny. Um, cause like, I, cause I've told you about the, uh, the Gosukashi show on, on, Line. I mean, it's on YouTube, but it didn't originate on there. So it's it's John Allen Soares. He's done a lot of indie films. Okay. And it's just like little 10-minute episodes of like a superhero Sentai thing. Okay. <coughs> oh, excuse me. So they present this guy as like a Sentai superhero. And like the whole, uh, the whole initial setup is like showing him like he's in costume. His friends are dressed normally. They're like, dude, you... You don't need to wear the costume all the time. He's like, I do. You never know when the enemy's going to strike. And so, like, then he... And so they're just, like, in a fast food joint. He, like, looks out in the parking lot and he goes, Oh, my God. They're here now. And they're like, Please please don't do this. Please don't do this. (laughs) And so he runs out. And there's this awesomely choreographed Sentai fight scene. He's fighting these monster dudes. He's beating them up. Beautiful martial arts. And then it cuts to the friend's perspective. And they're still in the restaurant watching him through the window. And he's just in the parking lot going... Yeah, yeah, and he just like does these little jump kicks and like does a really clumsy sweep kick. And so nobody, he's just doing the whole thing in his mind. There's nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> and so like he gets back in the restaurant. He's like, "Whew, that was close." And like there, there was nothing out there. He's like, "No, no, I'm the only one who can see them. That's part of their sinister plan. My gift from the gods is that I can see these monsters, and you guys can't. But if you could see them, you would thank me." <laughs> and like that's the whole premise. There's like ten episodes of this. It's so funny. <laughs> And they fall back on it so much, but like, ev- like every every couple of episodes, it like mixes up to whatever way he's doing it. But there's one point where he's actually beating up like a park ranger <laughs> because he's convinced that he's one of the bad guys in disguise. So like, it's this amazing fight scene of like this superhero versus this bad guy, and then it like cuts to his girlfriend's perspective, and she's just like staring at him, looking horrified. And he's on top of this park ranger, just punching him in the face over, <laughs> over. <laughs> dressed as a superhero. It's amazing. Now you've never seen um, Buckaroo Banzai, right? Uh, not yet, no. Okay. No. So Buckaroo Banzai is great because it's so tongue in cheek without like without like looking at the camera and being like, "Huh?" Right, huh? It's, right. it's just straight on, just like tongue in, like it's 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 a it's not a big budget, but it's a a big budget like Hollywood movie where they treat it like it's a low budget movie. Well, at the same time, trying to play it serious. Right, right. So, 
so in the reason I point this out is because what you were just talking about, there's a part in there where they like they call so Buckaroo Banzai is he's Buckaroo Banzai. He is a rocket science uh, scientist. He's also a like the top surgeon in the world. He's like he is the surgeon and doctor for the president. Right, right. He's also the leader of like the the lead singer. And I think he's like the keyboardist for like the biggest rock band in the world, right? <laughs> it's like it's like everything like the like a like a third grader like wants to be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a rocket scientist, like surgeon, like rock star. Like <laughs> women and, want him, men want to be him, right? Then that's <laughs> and that's what he is. And so, like, I, I love it. And I've talked about this a lot before, but the, like the part, the part where he's there's in there playing at this club. And they're a huge band. They're playing at this little club, and they're they're playing and stuff because everybody knows the name of Buckaroo Banzai because again, right, right. scientist, surgeon, rock star, right, right. And he's playing at this club, and he's like, he's like. Hold, hold on, can, can, can we stop? Can we, can we stop for a minute? Everyone, can we stop? Someone out there is not having a good time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and there's a girl, this Ellen Barks here, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm just so upset. And it was like, like he just stops, like, someone out there is not having a good time. It's wow. so damn funny. <laughs> and then he like, he's like, what's your name? And I'll say something. But he, so he gets a call, they're like, like, Buckra, the telephone's for you, it's, it's the president. So he goes to his phone booth to, to take the call. And he gets in there and he's like, hello. And he's like, hello. And then all of a sudden, like the, the good aliens zap him with this, uh, with like this thing that, that enables him to be able to like see the bad aliens. Yeah. Yeah. And so they zap him with that. And he's like, ah, oh, he's just freaking out. Like, what are you? And he's like, he's like, give me a pen. You got a pen. He like writes his equation in his hand and he's like, we got to get back to the, to the, uh, the, the conference or, um, uh, the, uh, um, Press conference. So they run back in there and he grows, runs in there and he looks in the audience. And you can see like the people out there that are actually like the, nice. the evil people. And he's like, there, out there is like, there are electrons from the eighth dimension. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. It's I mean, so that's probably fucking, where Gosukashi got it, honestly. It's so over the top, but it's so, it's played just straight. Like yeah, it's just yeah. so played straight. But then like he like makes these masks for everyone else to be able to see the electrodes. It is, it is, um, uh, like bubble wrap that's been cut in shape of a mask with two eye holes. Wow! <laughs> and they put that and they tie it on and wow. unless them see the like that is just how like just like insane it is. But that it's is so damn funny. I love that. <laughs> I love that. It's it, it it's dude. It's so crazy and funny. And then you've got like like the, the scenes where where he's like like uh he's like Tommy, give me your jacket. He's like. You know, like, why, why, why my Jack is like, because you're perfect Tommy. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, that, that's it. Like, that's all there is to it. Like, because you're perfect Tommy. Like, okay. I love those types of nicknames. That's a trope I like. Oh. Like, uh, in the Italian job, they have Handsome Rob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome. And it was like, of course, it's like, it's perfect for Jason Statham. But it's just, he, he is just Handsome Rob. He said he called it Napster because, like, because he had nappy hair. It's like, you know, he just said, because I was napping when he stole it from me. <laughs> Seth Green's um, reading that. They, yeah. Uh, well, we're pretty pretty far in there, are we? Uh, we're two hours in, actually. Holy shit! Full two hours. For just tropes and less rambling and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez whiz. I picked a fine day to stop huffing blue. <laughs> I, 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 I know you didn't want to do another two-parter, but... Yeah, we, we were we were on a roll though. Well, I mean, again, like you said, tropes do have a a place in movies and TV shows. Yeah, because you really can't get around them. Like, 
if, even if you think of something that's a really good idea, more than likely it's a trope. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all in the execution. Yep. So, yeah. It, it's like cooking. Like, there's, there's a million ingredients out there. They've all been used in cooking. You just got to make sure you're using them in the right combination and the right ratios and proportions. Right. Yeah. And if you do that, then you have a delicious, tasty dish. And you could even use that to come up with something kind of different that not a lot of people have had before. But uh, you do it wrong and you just got shit. Yeah. Just remember, cookies need love like everything does. <laughs> I say that a lot and, you know, just because I think it's just a funny line. It's yeah. from the, the Matrix when she's when uh, the Oracle's making cookies and she gets, she's like, you know, cookies need love like everything does. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, oh, God. There it is. The fucking bane of my existence. Uh, oh. Which one? Oh. Motorama? <laughs> Motorama. <laughs> I thought oh. you liked it. God, no. I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> God, I hate Motorama. I just, I, just, I, just, I just always bring it up because I want someone else to watch this movie and just see this insane, just like crazy, makes no sense. They, like, he's stealing gas from these people and they kidnap him and they tie him to a chair. They beat the shit out of him until he loses an eye. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, Motorama is just fucking nuts, man. Yeah. It's the craziest ass shit. And in the end, when he finally gets, wins Motorama and he goes to the company, you're like, no one's supposed to win Motorama and they throw him out a window. <laughs> Like, like it's 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 insane. It's just fucking crazy, man. I fucking hate Motorama. Oh, jeez, whiz, fucking nutty ass, fucking piece of god. I hate this movie. And so, it's like, it's just one thing I buy it for people. I like, give it to them so someone else can watch. Because when I mention it, like, have you ever heard of Motorama? Like, no, I've never seen it. And then I go to find something that's never on anything. So Motorama is on Amazon Prime. Everybody fucking watch it because it's crazy as shit. And it makes no sense. And I fucking hate it. But someone else has to watch it. So I don't have to carry this on my own. You know? If we're going to ask people to do that, we should probably watch it ourselves. I am not watching this movie again. <laughs> You can watch it and you can talk to me later about it and be like, I can see why you don't want to watch it again. It's, <laughs> Motorama is just, it's just, it, it's just crazy. Like I said, in this dark flips out of Home Alone, it's nothing like Home Alone. Well, is he alone? He's in a car on his own. Yeah. So that, that's, you know, that's close to Home Alone, but different. Oh, it's close to Home Alone, but different. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for that. I You're appreciate welcome. that. It's close to Home Alone, but different. So, yeah. Well, in yeah. some ways... Die Hard is close to Home Alone, but different. Yeah. Actually, Die Hard is really kind of like Home Alone. It's like, a ch- it's like a kid's version of Home Alone. A kid's version? Yeah, I think they mentioned that on, like, maybe Brooklyn Nine-Nine or something like that, where, like, yeah, like, like, Home Alone is basically... It's like a kid's version of Die Hard. Yeah. Which is crazy, but it is. Yeah, totally. You should do, like, a kid's version of Text Chainsaw Massacre. I'd be down with that, yeah. Uh, I don't know what it would be, but, yeah. Uh, well, it would definitely still have to be Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, it doesn't have to have chainsaws in it. Hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll have to play with that sometime down the road. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think we're probably pretty good here. I mean, there's plenty of other tropes we can I, talk about, but I mean, I think we. we I kinda... mean, on on tvtropes.com, there are 
24,000 entries for tropes. 24,000 entries. Yeah. So we have addressed eight, maybe? <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be fair. I'd say we've actually probably addressed like 15 or 20. We've okay. talked about a lot in the past two hours, but uh, but yeah, like there there is no way we could dedicate an entire podcast, um, like an entire podcast series, yeah, to trying to discuss different tropes and their their applications and their uses. Uh, we just talked about the ones that you know we liked and disliked. Now, as I'm looking here at this Double Dragon um, like movie. That's one thing we could talk about are like video game movie translations that like, 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 why did you even bother? Like, Double Dragon, the movie is nothing like the video game. Like, no, you, when you stray so far away from the source material, like, what was even the point? And because the name was popular. But I'm saying, I'm saying like, like, do something like that where like, like you did this and you, you went so far away from the source material, especially with video games, it was like, what? What really were you trying to accomplish here? Like, yeah, like yeah. what? Like, what did you do? But look at this: Night of the Bloody Apes. A mad scientist who transplants a gorilla's heart into his dying son saves his life, but transforming him into a monster. Is that how that works? Like, if you get a gorilla's heart, you just turn into a gorilla. If I knew it was that easy, I'd have done it a long time ago. Hell yeah, man! I want to turn into a gorilla. Yeah, I'm just like. Uh, well, that way, when I get like, mad at like, people, I can shit in my hands and throw it at them. Or just give me like some gorilla strength, man. Like, shit. Well, oh yeah, that too, that too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know it's, it's really, it's wrong, it's evil, it's horrible. But I'd love to have like this, the, like the strength to just rip somebody's face off. That, that would just be like, <laughs> like, we want to, you want to just rip his face off, want to rip his face off. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, like, like crush their skull like a soup can. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I got to get like a full heart pain transplant or just maybe like a. Like one of the, like the, like the little, like, like lower quadrants or I don't know, but, but yeah, they, give me some monkey stints. strength, man. I love some monkey strength. I'm pretty sure you got to replace the entire heart. The entire heart. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Then I'd probably be hairy like that guy from the movie last night. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I want that. I mean, the biggest issue is what if, what if you become hung like a gorilla? Gorillas have really small dicks, don't they? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've got like inch long dicks. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, well, shit. At least in the end, I get super strength, right? I'm like, nothing else is going to change. So for now, I have gorilla strength. So, yeah. <laughs> and I gain a half inch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's a win-win for Team Deedle. <laughs> uh, all right. So, oh, man. my name is Turk182. And I'm a Kobe. And this has been another episode of My Moms Think We're Funny. And we, we're discussing tropes. Yeah. Obviously, you know that because you just listened to the whole damn thing. So, but yeah. <laughs> if you were confused at all by the end of this two-parter, now, now you know. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. Our moms think. <laughs> all right. Oh, bye. bye, everybody. <laughs> Zang, yo. All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give him a hand.